the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And I tell you, today we're going to be talking to two absolutely fantastic uh, uh, guests. Actually, we're going to talk to a whole lot of them because... uh, you out there, or wherever you're listening to the show, if you're listening to it on the radio, you can call in at 188-577-2473. If you're watching it on, on one of the mechanisms, on E360, E360 television, uh, YouTube, uh, uh, over 25-plus other mechanisms, uh, all you do is just go to the comments portion of it and uh, just let us know you're here for one thing. Say hello and ask the get great guests any questions that you that you like. I mean, um, and I tell you, we got an absolutely fantastic show. How you doing out there, Michelle? I'm doing good. Doing good. Um, can't wait till you get back home. Miss you. Um, but we've got an amazing show today. And I'm excited. I'm just proud of all the veterans um, that we had and we continue to have on the show. And, you know, we got a great show. And just like, uh, you know, the J.C. Cooley Foundation is teaming with my, my main man, Al uh, Renatero, and uh, the uh, Southwest uh, Veterans uh, Resource Center. And uh, this man is doing a lot of great things out there especially when it comes to veterans, but not just veterans, but society as a whole, society as a whole. And, and uh, I tell you, it's a lot more things to come. How you doing, Al? How you doing? JC, you brought the rain. When you leave, don't take it with you, okay? Well, you know, I, 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 I'm jumping on that plane. <laughs> I'm jumping on that plane tomorrow, man. And, uh, you know, uh, I, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to take the rain back with me. No. Oh, I might leave it. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, so I, I tell you, uh, our viewers and our listeners out there, if you want to be part of this great conversation, all you have to do is, again, one eight eight one eight six six five seven seven two four seven three. Michelle, why, let's get this. Let's get the show started. Why don't you, uh, uh, first of all, tell our viewers and our listeners the title of the show, mm-hmm. uh, the purpose of the show, and introduce these two magnificent guests. Oh, most definitely. So the title of the show is called Paying It Forward with Lessons Learned. And the purpose of the show is getting to know retired U.S. Navy captains Jaime Navarro and Valerie Almond and discuss Jaime's lessons learned with others about experiences joining the Navy and on his way to a commission and retiring as a Navy captain. We're going to talk to Valerie about her books based on lessons learned in the Navy and sharing those lessons through stories that appeal to the young adult age group. 
And Jaime is going to be discussing his mentorship of midshipmen at the Naval Academy, friends, children, anyone with an interest in joining the military and providing positive feedback on his experience. And Valerie's is going to talk about helping other writers and small business owners with what she has learned since her Navy retirement. So let's talk about these amazing guests. I They got bios, but I'm just going to kind of summarize it. So Jaime Navarro, he grew up in El Paso, Texas, enlisted in the United States Navy and graduated from the United States Naval Academy, completing over 36 years of service. He served in staff assignments in the Chief of Naval Operations Strategic Concepts Divisions in the Pentagon, and as both the Secretary of the Inter-American Defense Board and Chief of Staff of the Inter-American Defense College, working in the international environment. When not working on volunteering, Hami became an accomplished equestrian, spending nine years riding and competing in the National Capital Adult Equestrian League team, helping his team earn the first place championship in the 18 league. He also earned the annual sportsmanship award and the reserve sportsmanship award among over 100 participants for being the best team player and for assisting other teams. Now let's talk about Valerie Orman. She retired as a Navy captain after a 25 career, 25 year career as an intelligence officer and then founded her own business, Veteran Writing Services, LLC. She provides companies and organizations, professional writing, editing, and consulting services. And she has authored three novels centered around a military family. Believing in Horses, Believing in Horses 2, and Believing in Horses Out West have won 13 national and international awards, including gold medals in the Military Writers Society of America Book Awards and first place in the National Federation of Press Women's National Communication Contest. Her education includes a Master's of Strategic Studies from the U.S. Army War College, a Master of Strategic Intelligence from the National Intelligence University, and many more. There's so much to learn about them. So please welcome you retired United States Navy Captains Valerie Armour and Jaime Farrell to the show. Captains, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. You know, so uh, how you guys doing? <clears throat> Outstanding on this uh, election day. We're very excited. <laughs> Happy to be here. Thank you. We 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 all excited, and uh, you know, it's uh, world might look a little different tomorrow, but uh, you know, that's uh, that's that's how it is. Hopefully, for the best. You know, so first of all, uh, can you guys tell our listeners and viewers uh, where you all at right now, and uh, and then uh, uh, tell us a little bit about you. I know Michelle uh, 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 talked about you guys a little bit, but. uh, we 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 gonna give you guys an opportunity to really you know uh, delve into who you all are because uh, you all are the features for today. So let's start with you, uh, uh, Captain Hyman. Uh, tell uh, tell our viewers a little bit more about yourself. Was that me? That's <laughs> 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 Well, I think you mentioned I'm from uh, you know I'm from El Paso, Texas. Being here in Maryland is simply because this is where I retired, and this is where the woman I love also uh, retired with me. So we're, uh, I'm a Maryland, uh, Texas uh, person, and I fell in love with the culture up here of crabs in the, in the ocean and all that kind of stuff it's when I was at the Naval Academy. And then, of course, we introduced horses into the, uh, into the uh, formula, and now I'm, I'm sold Mar- Marylander. And, of course, hopefully my Texan friends aren't, aren't offended. <laughs> 
you know, uh, we, well, we, me and Michelle are in Texas right now. You know, that's our primary home. We also live in California. You know, uh, what about what about you, Valerie? Uh, tell uh, our listeners a little bit more about yourself. Well, um, Michelle, thank you for that nice introduction. And she talked about, uh, you know, my some of my military background. And uh, but I I grew up here in Maryland. That's one of the reasons I ended up back here. And but it, it was actually the same thing. Um, some of my my last assignments were here, and it just kind of made sense. And I thought I was going to eventually go back to San Diego, but then we got here and we had dogs and we had horses and we have a kind of little farm at now. So it's, it's, um, and my business uh, is a lot of my business and my clients are here. So it, it just, it just makes sense. And now our horses are so old that we don't really want to transport them across the country. <laughs> Anyhow, it wouldn't be very fair to them. So, and now we have so much stuff you know, and we haven't moved. We moved every couple of years in the military and then now we haven't. So it, it yeah, it, it, looking at all the stuff, it's just like, I think we're just going to stay here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, can you tell our listeners and our uh, viewers, uh, how did you two meet? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, 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 did, how, did, how did you guys meet? Well, we, I mentioned San Diego. We met out in San Diego. Um, we worked at the same same command. We were both deputies. I was deputy intelligence officer. He was deputy, Jaime was deputy operations officer. Um, we worked together a lot and sort of had a lot of the same thoughts on things like, you know, getting organized and <laughs> getting scheduled straight. And, and so, but, but that was, that, so it started as a, a working relationship. And then we both, you know, both worked out a lot and you know, competed and, and, and uh, found that we had a lot in common. And then our follow-on tours happened to both be here in DC. So then we, you know, continued to continue to get to know each other better. And then, you know, and then. Now it's uh, yeah. it's been how however many years later, but you know, fifteen years of marriage, and so all good. You no, know, so so Jaime, uh, so uh, uh, Texas, El Paso, Texas. Uh, what drove you, or did you always want to go in, into the Navy, Navy Academy, all that good stuff? Uh, what what was the driving point of uh, you leaving uh, uh, El Paso uh, to join the Navy? Well, <clears throat> it was uh, younger days when my family took a couple of trips over to. San Diego and took another trip to Los Angeles. And once you see that and you come back to El Paso, you're like, wow, <laughs> you know, we got cactus or beautiful palm trees. And I chose the cactus. I mean, I chose the palm trees over the cactus, but I think it's in your DNA. I have two kids. One is adventurous. One doesn't want to move. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was the adventurous type. And so uh, I had a grandfather in the Marine Corps. I had a grandfather in, in the Navy. It didn't really matter to me. Whoever said yes first was going to get Jaime Navarro. <laughs> you know, so. Hey, big guy, you up? Yeah, hey, hey, Val. Hi, man. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen ourselves here in Sir. Oceanside, California. Uh, but, Val, you, your, your career is certainly unique. Uh, tell the audience what that means well I, I think what you're referring to is i ended up having a few different jobs and and the navy's like that anyhow you, you go from job to job but i started because my degree was in english and mass communication my undergraduate degree um i i was working in uh public public relations so it, it, that kind of made sense and um and then i but then i wanted to do something different and i ended up in the intelligence field and that's where I spent the, the majority of my time. But then when I retired, I went more into, um, well, I 
was writing when I retired and I, I had written all along. And then I just changed. Um, I decided to start my small business with writing and doing business development kind of writing, which I didn't know anything about when I was in the military. And uh, and I have a small business and I, I spend, I, I'll help and try to counsel anybody I can, tell them what I've learned all along the way in all those different fields, if it may help. Well, I, I think what, what's important, as you expressed uh, yesterday, positive approach to things, because a lot, a lot of folks uh, don't know how to write or, or reluctant to say, hey, I don't know how to write. And your business brings value to that. You know, Jaime, my compadre, uh, Alfonso Moreno, lives in El Paso, and I've been there, okay? And, and I think the Army moved the big installation out there, right? Yes, sir. Fort Bliss is huge out there, and it's growing. Well, well uh, share with us your earliest uh, learned in life experiences, if you can, because El Paso to Navy Academy to where you're at today, that's that's a big hike, you know, and, and we want to share with the audience is, is hiking is good, but it's it's uh, it's a determined if you're not ready for the hike. So, so share with us, what, what steps, what life experience got you ready for that long hike? Well, you know, I, I go back down to uh, my parents and uh, both my mom and my dad had uh, incredible work ethic. Uh, once they put their mind to doing something that's going to get done, and it was going to get done correctly and with quality. And my father was, uh, you know, he was a painter, a construction worker. And every I worked with him through my high school years and stuff like that. One of the reasons I joined the Navy is I don't want to do that my entire life. That's hard work. You know, it's hard work. But what he did teach me is is, uh, is everything you attack, you got to accomplish it and do it properly. So here I joined the Navy with an op- a small opportunity to go in a nuclear power program. I got a waiver. Then I get a little. Then I get another opportunity at Naval Academy Prep School with a waiver, and we got into the academy with a waiver. And you know what? As long as you give me that opportunity, you know, I my mindset is I'm going to get it done because that's what I was taught when I was younger. So well, hold that thought. Hold one that step thought. at a time. We, hold that thought. We got to take a station break. Station well, we break. We're going to come back. Station we're break. We're going to come back, <laughs> and we're going to pick it up. And uh, we are really going to dare walk into these two great captains. And I tell you, we want to be part of the conversation. 1-866-577-2473. Or go to StreamYard, go to any mechanism that you're watching on, and ask any question you want to. Remember, it's your life. I'm Dr. James J.C. Cooper. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm Todd Purick, the producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. 
Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Odyssey.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley Show with your life. And I tell you, uh, just uh, these two a- absolutely fantastic guests that we have on today. Uh, uh, Al, as you know, uh, we uh, we had an introduction yesterday, uh, uh, getting a chance to meet uh, the six uh, veterans that uh, we are featuring. It's 180, uh, I mean, 18 million veterans uh, in the United States and around the world. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's an absolute pleasure to identify these six to represent all of the rest of them because they're doing some absolutely great things. So today uh, we uh, we have uh, uh, Valerie and, and and Jaime, both of them are retired old sixes and doing great things. And uh, they got a love for, for horses and a lot of other great things. And, and so uh, we're going to delve off into uh, getting a chance to uh, know them a lot better and, and uh, their interests and the things that uh, they're doing. And uh, if you want to be part of the conversation, again, that's one 888 or go to StreamYard or any mechanism like YouTube, Facebook, uh, all of the other mechanisms, you can ask them the question. So I want to pick it back up with you, uh, uh, Jaime. You were telling us uh, you know, about the Naval Academy, nuclear power, uh, leaving uh, El Paso, Texas, and uh, can you pick it back up with that? Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I don't want to leave the audience hanging. I, mean, I, I was off into that, but we had to take a station break. So. Uh, absolutely understand. <laughs> understand. I, uh, well, what I'm saying is I had, I had the opportunities, and every time they gave me the opportunity, I accomplished that. I accomplished whatever it was, graduation from the Naval Academy. And then I wanted to go back to submarines, and they said, no, go become a pilot twist my arm next you know two years later i'm a pilot and now and then i just i've just kept staying more more opportunities and that's the beautiful thing about the, the military i mean if you if you want to stay there uh windows uh, windows will open and uh, and i jump through all those windows with both feet yeah so yeah that's uh that means you had a whole lot of jobs <laughs> uh, coming up in the name you know uh, Valerie, uh, as as you mentioned yesterday, and uh, as I mentioned, uh, you got uh, this love for horses and animals, and and also uh, what you're doing there, writing and educating and teaching. Uh, uh, 
let's delve off into that. Uh, let's delve off into the love of animals and horses and, and all of those things. I think that's important. I think that's soothing. I think that's uh, that helps uh, many relax. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. Um, I mean, I've, I've loved horses since I was a, a, an itty bitty toddler. <laughs> and, and a lot of people say that, again, like like Harry mentioned about it being in your DNA, some people just don't even understand it so, because it's not like I came from a big horse family or anything. I just it was something I loved and and uh, still 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 do and have learned a lot from them and have learned a, a lot about the whole equine community just from being around it. And it has part of it is ha- has to do with why I started writing my books because I, you know, I found out about this huge unwanted horse problem and, and I wanted to help highlight that issue and let more people know about it. And of course, horse people know about it, but you know, they say, well, everybody knows about that, but you wouldn't believe how many people said to me, like, you mean, mean there's really horse rescues and they really still sell horses for meat and all these things. So I thought that would be, um, you know, a good way to help try to save the horses. <laughs> and so, and the same thing with equine therapy, my second book is about equine therapy and um, it's so helpful for so many people. And there's just, there's studies on it on why, but they say that the horses, you know, can see into the soul. So um, it's, and, and also, you know, there's a lot of young people around horses and it's, and, and it's such responsibility to learn and to learn about teamwork, to, to learn about competi- competing, to learn about taking care of this huge thousand pound animal. And um, so there's just a lot good to be to being around horses and a lot good for young people, old people, (laughs) veterans. Uh, There's a lot of their equine assisted services for veterans that have helped them. And I'm sure people see those on the TV once in a while. But so that was kind of my you know, I had started with a love of horses and then uh, used that love to help uh, point, highlight some 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 issues in the horse world. Wow. So um, was it hard? being able to put your thoughts together and write in those two books that uh, that you wrote about uh, No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> Oddly enough, um, the, the writing isn't the worst part. The editing is the worst part. But no, the the, the first idea just kind of it came to me, and and I also I wanted to take some of those lessons that I'd learned in the Navy, and uh, and and use them, put them to use somehow. And so I did. And so my books are not my books aren't preachy, and they're not. You know, they're, they're not nonfiction. They're fictional stories that I thought that people would maybe read if I made them interesting. And uh, but but there are lessons there, particularly for the young adult group. And uh, and the, I actually have written a third book, too. And that one's about uh, that's about a dude ranch in, in Montana. And I want I wrote that one to share with people the experiences that they can have on these things. Or maybe if they can't go on one, at least they can read about it through the pages. So now the, the ideas, I don't know, the ideas come to me. That's that, that that's really not not the hardest part. The, the hardest part is not even the editing. It's really the marketing, getting people to know about them. And, and you're right, because I'm in the middle of, um, I have written books. And I'm in the middle of writing three at the same time, oh, wow. <laughs> you know. And so uh, uh, the the thoughts comes there, but you write about the editing and, and making sure that uh, it makes sense to the reader, uh, yeah. and etc. I, I want to talk about uh, the title of the show. The title of the show is "Paying It Forward with Lessons Learned." Uh, first of all, can you tell our listeners and viewers uh, why you came up with that title and what's the purpose of it? Well. Since I did it, I'll take that one. <laughs> um, it's, I, 
I, I, I don't know. I've, I've watched a few of your shows and I was just trying to think, you know, and I want something that we both, uh, it's something that wasn't just about me or, or, or you know, just about him. But, so it was, but I was thinking about something that we have in common and that's something we, we both really have in common. And uh, we spend a lot of time around here, you know, like, a, like friends or somebody will, will their child wants to, not child, but, the, but somebody wants to join the military. And um, we will meet with them, we'll go out with them, we'll take them to lunch, we'll answer all their questions, we'll try to encourage them. And uh, that's something that we both feel very strongly about. And, and you know, trying to, we both feel like we've had a lot of opportunities because of the military. And so we're just trying to pay it forward. And the same thing with my writing, that I learned so much through the process, going through the process. It's been over 10 years now. And so when other veterans are you know, just starting, or anybody really, it doesn't have to be a veteran, but a lot of veterans happen to contact me. Um, I, I try to give them some resources and try to talk through goals and things, try, just save them some of those hard earned steps that I took. <laughs> so any, you have anything to say? Oh, I have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was right. It, all the way through my career, I, and I know her, uh, she has lots of examples where we see someone, we see someone that's got potential and you're in a leadership position and you say, hey, uh, ordinanceman, you are an E4, you should be an ensign. He says, no, sir, I'm an E4. And then you push him, and then you get him in the right program. And next thing you know, you're a lieutenant commander, and here comes ensign so-and-so, Moffitt in this case, and he is now a pilot. And it's because you, you, you taught him, it says, you have that potential. And that's happened to me, and then it's also happened to, uh, to folks that I've mentored and she's mentored. It's always good to, I mean, that's a great feeling when you get someone, even if it's just one, every two or three years that, 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 that believes in you and then you believe in them and they accomplish something they never expected. I think that was me in my career, you know, above and beyond a 17-year-old E1 to get to where I'm at. You, you know, uh, you just mentioned something, though, because it, it happened to me in my career. Uh, I was just doing my job, not even thinking about uh, anything and this uh, a lieutenant commander chatted with me for a little bit and said, you know what? You should be an officer. <laughs> I'm looking at him like, oh, what? He said, no, no. He said, you should be an officer. He said, uh, why don't you think about it? And he said, uh, I mentor you. I do whatever I have to. Uh, and, you know, I left him to another duty station and I ran into him about four years later. I, I was an instant. <laughs> he he said, I see that, that I see that you listen to what I said. Yeah. You know, yeah, I said so. That's that's important because uh, a lot of times, uh, I mean, uh, we we see potential in someone, and if we don't let them know, because they so most of the time they have no idea that they are capable of doing these things, and we let them know that uh, I I I see I see purpose, I see potential in you. And uh, I believe that uh, our viewers and our listeners are out there. Uh, you you have to you have to pay it forward. You have to push it forward. You know. So I love that uh, the answers that both of you guys gave. Big guy, you up? Yeah. You know, I'm listening to you, Jaime, and you know, the backdrop are my relatives, uncles, brothers. I'm in the corner, and and picture is bigger, but the backdrop only got these eight shots. And certainly what influenced me, you know, uh, Frank, I want to give a shout out. He emailed me yesterday, Vietnam Combat. He, he says, hey, where are the combat Vietnam veterans? Well, they're on this wall behind me. But but we are a byproduct of them. You know, we learn from them. Yeah. So, so Jaime, in, in your words, you know, what are some of the things that 
influenced you? You mentioned your mom. You know, the guys behind me certainly influenced me. You know, what what influenced you? Well, there is a, you know, throughout throughout my career, uh, as you know, especially over 30 years, individual uh, commanding officers, individual uh, lieutenant commanders is right above me. Uh, I go, I didn't go through my career without mistakes. And, and that's to me was key. The influence came from having folks that believed in you, even after you made a mistake, even after you, you, you didn't perform where you should have been. I mean, you know, and you knock yourself on the head and you say, I'll do better next time. He says, yeah, there will be a next time. And I'm like, great, I'm not fired. <laughs> so the influences came across a great set of officers that just believed in me. And, uh, and and I learned from my mistakes, of course. And that's what part of, you know, success is learning from your mistakes and continuing uh, to move uh, move forward. And then eventually someone said to me, it says, you, you need to be looking at, you know, you're looking at Admiral. You, you should be you should be down this path. And I didn't join to become an admiral. I, I signed a six-year contract. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what I did. Next thing you know, someone's telling me that kind of stuff. And to me, it was like, wow, really? You believe that much in me? So you start start believing in myself more so than I ever did. So I've had a lot of leaders, a lot of good leaders that, that believed in me and let me make mistakes. Wow. And that's what that's it takes the pathway. You know, I think we're short on time, but I was going to ask you, Val, and you, Jaime, what's it feel to be the first woman, and Jaime, what's it feel to be with one of the very first women to well, have? They, they got hold that question, hold that question till we get back from the break. Okay, my, there you go. My producers let me know. You know, so hey, we're gonna take a station break, but we're gonna come back and we're gonna pick it up from here. This is getting decided. If you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight six six five seven seven two four seven three, or go to uh, whatever you're watching it on and ask these two great. Yes, of course. Remember, it's your life. I'm Dr. James J.C. Cooley. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Hi, I'm Todd Purick, the producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley Show. Uh, it's your life, and uh, just like I was telling you, I mean, this uh, it, it's heating up. 
not that it was ever uh, cool and all, uh, but uh, you know, this is uh, this is fun, this is exciting, and uh, just to, I mean, have these two great guests, and especially when they're sharing uh, the wisdom, understanding, and focus on uh, to our listeners, our viewers, that sometimes if you see uh, somebody got the potential, you sometimes have to give them that little push uh, to. Uh, I'll let them know that, hey, I believe in you. I see something in you. And, uh, and uh, you know, that's something to think about. And because that little push, uh, in, in my case, it I didn't think I was capable of doing that like that. And, uh, and that, that happens throughout life. So I want to thank both of you guys uh, for sharing that. Now, uh, Big Al, you had a question right before the break. But let me tell you, our listening audience, if you want to be part of this, I just take the time on one eight six six five seven seven two four seven three and go to the comments and ask the question. Uh, you you back up, big Al. Well, well, Jaime, this was uh, uh, directed at you, uh, I believe. Uh, did did you get the question? That you need to you need to repeat it. Yeah, I think you better repeat it. <laughs> well, well, I think I was uh, going down the path of uh, your influences, and and uh, the, the wall in the back uh, represents some of my influences, and mm-hmm. particularly. Uh, as as we learn with ourselves, you know, you coming from the past and listening to your story, I mean, that inspires me, and, and certainly influences about inspiration. So, so uh, share your thoughts on that. Well, I had mentioned the leadership uh, piece of uh, of my career, where I was pushed, uh, I was allowed to make mistakes and come back. Uh, people believed in me all the way through, uh, you know, my my successful career. In the background, I also want to say one of my influences was someone that found me when I was in fourth grade, uh, a teacher, believe it or not, a teacher that uh, that saw me do an oral report, believe it or not, even in fourth grade in Texas on capital punishment. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff they taught in Texas. Anyways, but she, uh, she never let go. And even after I left and joined the Navy, she says, you will go to college. I will get you to college. You deserve to go to college. And then I came back to her two years later in the Navy, said, hey, how about this Naval Academy thing? And she's like, bingo, let's do that. And boom, she took off. Next thing you know, I'm getting a call from the Naval Academy. Said, there is some lady really harping on us about a guy in nuclear power school that should be in the academy. Talk about influences. I When I retired you know, in 2011, I, I, I referenced her. And I said, hell, if everybody had a Helen Henry in their career, Everybody would be successful. And she was there. And she was there. You, you know, that, that's a segue to the leading question on, on being right there next to, to Val. You know, the first of a lot of things. And, and Val, this is more directed at you now. How, how does it feel, you know, being the first woman on a lot of things? You know, when I was in, in the Marine Corps back in recruiting since 80, we, we only put maybe one woman a month. Now the population has changed. You certainly are a pioneer to that change. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I I, I feel very honored and lucky to have uh, been given the the jobs I had. I was one of the first group of women to deploy on a combat aircraft carrier, and that was history making. And now it's normal. <laughs> and so a lot of my jobs were I was in. It was I was the first, and uh, there are you learn a lot from being the first and having a lot of eyes on you and 
some people rooting for you and some people not. And uh, you take away a lot of those lessons and, and just, you know, keep trying your hardest and doing your best. Yeah, I always say to people, you know, you can only do the best you can do. <laughs> so, uh, but I learned a lot and I do think that's helped me in helping others because when people say, well, how would you know? You've never, you know, done anything hard. But <laughs> I say, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there really is, a, 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 there's a lesson to be learned in just about everything, whether it's good or bad. But I was lucky that I had uh, mostly good experiences. We got a question from Dr. Eric Hall uh, and how, how, you know, your own experience, because it's the young that we got to reach out to, you know, as we were kids, as you were telling us, Jaime, you know, as kids were, we're influenced by a lot of different things, good, bad, and different, you know, uh, how, how would you share your experience to, to have the young, the youth uh, uh, take a path that you share with them? This is addressed to you, Val. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll go first then. Um, and I would say, and it's really the the um, it's the 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 theme of my books, right? You know, believing in horses. There's a reason why it's not really all about horses, but it's about believing in yourself. You know, believing in yourself and your causes, and uh, that if you really if you really believe in what you're doing, you know, any anything can become possible. So that that would be my short answer to that. What about you, Jaime? I think when we talk to, especially here and with our midshipmen that we sponsor, I mean, they're already in and committed. But we have a lot of folks that, we got parents that, that, that don't know what their kids want to do. They're not sure they want to go to college. And they want us to talk to them about uh, the military. And there seems to be, sometimes there seems to be a little bit of a fear of an unknown about that. And, and that's what we try to tell these folks that are young because, you know, they're living a different time frame than we did. It's not to be afraid of, to dive in, not to be afraid to just take take that dive and, and see what it's like. I always say, if you don't like it, you're going to be out in four years or five years, and you're going to come out with a GI Bill. You're going to come out with experience. You're going to come out with so much stuff. than to sit there four years or so idling what you should do in the future, it's just take a dive. I think that's the biggest thing for the youth right now is it's, it's the unwillingness to take that dive. I did. I dove in. <laughs> well, well th those are words to, to really take to heart because it's it's the unknown. You know, I have a grandson, 14. We had a conversation last night. He wants to do a lot of different things. But it's truly about setting this example as, as you've been a witness to. But you know what? Michelle Hooper, which I think you may know, also a, a Navy, and I know her well, uh, she just tried calling you guys in. And, and I'm going to ask JC to read that because, you know, my eyes are back. <laughs> and maybe he can read better. And you would ask me when I don't have my glasses on. But, you know, now Michelle and, uh, you know, I, I kind of chatted with her a little, uh, uh, yesterday uh, on text. And Michelle said, hi, Val and Jaime. I tried to call in, but no answer. I have a question for both of you. When is your next road or when is your next map reading course <laughs> in Canada? Ha! Ah, didn't know that. And uh, the other one, she ha ha ha, laughing at you. And you remember that on the boat for our bike ride. Thank you both for all that you are doing over the years in the service. It was it was awesome to serve with you and to race with you too. Happy Veterans Day! I'm and, glad you read that, <laughs> Michelle. That is so wonderful. That is so absolutely wonderful. And uh, you know, I. Don't know what's wrong uh, with the phone, but uh, we we try to get them fixed. But uh, yeah, you guys can see the questions as well. Can you can you respond to it? Yeah, I'll, I'll put it in context. It, it, it's an interesting story. We were we were on Third Fleet staff where Val and I met, 
and we were up doing maneuvers and doing some staff talks with the Canadian staff and, they, and their leadership up there. And then some of us, some of the bike riders on that staff decided to race, yeah, decided to race the boat. The boat was going to leave uh, Victoria and then go and dock in Vancouver. But they were going to out the ocean and then come back in. The bike riders, I think there was, you said six of us, yeah. decided to race the ship. But we were going to stay on the roads inside. And we, we actually had to carry a ferry, had to go through a bridge. We had to do a lot of coordination. Amazing race. It, it was almost an amazing race. And, and if I remember right, we beat, we beat the ship. Yeah. Uh, did it, but, the, but the leadership let us do it. Let us just go on your own. And there's six of us. Right? And the thing about Michelle, everybody had a nice hybrid uh, and she had a mountain bike, so she did a she did a tougher race <laughs> than we did. I was like very impressed with the fact that she went with a mountain bike. Yeah, that was fun. a good. It was a good memory. It was yeah. a good. It was a lot of fun. Hi, Michelle. Thanks Hi, Michelle. For Thank you. In. And she's yeah, like Al said, he he also knows her because she's down in San Diego yeah. and has That's a right. health and wellness business. Another yep, another small business owner. So yep. shout out yep. to our veteran small business owners. So. Well, and we're well, still friends today. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, Top Gun's a big show right now. You're an aviator. Uh, what do you think it's taught you and something you can share with all of us? I mean, skin in the game, as Eric, Dr. Eric Hall kind of uh, invites us to share, is this is all about truly skin in the game, uh, uh, however you slice it. But but you being an aviator, that, that's, uh, that's a high-risk uh, uh, occupation. Share with us and, and what it's taught you and what we can share with others. Well, uh, you know, we want to take the break first because uh, uh, time we get, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got to take this. We got to take a station break. But when we come back, uh, that's going to be the first question that we're going to ask. And I want to hear it as well. So I hope our viewers and our listeners, I hope you all are having just as much fun as I am, uh, because this is interesting. And you get the chance to know these two great guests. If you want to be part of the conversation, 1-8. 6657-2473 or just go to the comments and uh, ask any question that you like. Remember, it's your life. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley 
Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1. North County. AM 1170. San Diego. The answer. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome, welcome back to James Cooley Show. It's your life, and I tell you uh, again, this is absolutely fantastic. And uh, yeah, I've been sitting here with uh, Dr. Harry Reyes, and uh, he has been uh, watching and listening to the show. So, Doctor, uh, what do you think about the show so far? Um, thank you very much for your invitation to the show. Yes, I think it's very, very interesting and enlightening. Uh, the word veteran really means anyone who has a lot of experience in something. And listening to the people who have been on the service, it's very good, and I'd like to get your permission to ask them a question. Okay, uh, uh, sure. And I wonder if you uh, could share each one of you um, to the young generation and for us, um, what is the best that you can remember that happened to you because of your career in the service? And what it would be the worst? Most. The best and the worst. Yeah, well, you know, a lot has probably a lot for me has to do with the um, the tours you have. I mean, of course, I could say the academy was the best stuff like that. But after the academy, coming an officer and doing all the right things and being uh, having people believe in you. When I became a commanding officer of my own squadron, where I had 102 instructor pilots underneath me, where I had 75 airplanes, and we flew 450 hours a day. I was king. I mean, I was like <laughs> king, and uh, it was so it was so unbelievable. And uh, and then the next tour, which is just immediately after that, after being king, I'm the operations officer on the USS Inchon, one of the most challenging tours. Uh, and the reason I took that is to keep my kids in the same high school. So I said, I don't care about me. I'll keep my kids at the same high school. I'll just go to this ship. Well, that ship was the toughest thing I've ever done, and it was unbelievable. And I mean, you know, it, it was the worst, worst tour, but definitely the most challenging tour because of too many circumstances to talk about it now. But it was just a lot of things didn't come together, and we did our best. We still went on deployment. We were safe. Oh, boy, was it challenging. And I would say the best is, um, it's, again, it's, it's hard to pick. One of them I was going to say is, you know, these the friendships you make, you know, and the camaraderie. You know, here's somebody, Michelle Rupert, that I met in 2004, I think, or, or yeah, or two, and, and we're still friends to this day, those kind of things. Um, but then also uh, some of the missions, um, probably my most, I felt one of my most important missions was when I worked at Joint um, Intelligence Task Force Combating Terrorism. And it was right in the middle of the uh, really tough times. And, uh, I, you know, when you feel like you're making a difference, it, that's it, there's really kind of nothing much better, better than that. And the worst would be uh, leaving. 
not not leaving the military. I, I was ready to retire, but just leaving when you're moving from place to place to place. And I think that's why I include that in my books because it's so hard because you've made these really close friendships and you're going someplace completely new. You're, you know, you don't even know where the grocery store is and <laughs> the important things. But you know, just um, you know, leaving leaving people behind that you that you become very close to. So. Thank you. Wow. You know, that's uh, didn't even think about that one. But all of those are. I mean, being in the search for twenty. 20-something years, and it is hard uh, when uh, you have to leave friends behind because you don't know whether you're ever going to see them again or keep in touch. I mean, everything seemed to be good at that time. Oh, yeah, we're going to be with them. We're going to be with I had friends that I That's saw true. that way and that I haven't heard from uh, 25 years. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, hey, big guy, you was uh, getting ready to ask a question. Yeah, uh, I think I may kind of cover some of that experience on aviation, but the, the, the lead on to this since she retired about, you know, public law 106 50, I talk about it, led to August 17 of 1999, which prompted me to retire April 1st, 2000, and start my business because of that law. What prompted you? And this is important for every veteran out there because they, they're either going to get hired and most veterans don't stick around with a hire, but they're truly entrepreneurs. You know, what drove you to start your business and a very viable business, if you will? Uh, yeah. Tell us about that. OK, well, I, I had started I was going to just retire. And then I started writing the book and it was doing pretty well. And then I had some former bosses that came to me and asked me to do some consulting work. And and that was going pretty well. And at the same time, I had another Navy buddy, uh, Jay Moraski out there. Hello. She uh, asked me, hey, look, you want to go to this Women's Veterans Entrepreneur Program? And I said, why not? So I sort of took the things I was doing. I, then I added the trying to help veterans write to it. Although that part, I don't, I don't monetize that part, but um, it's, it's just, I, I felt like maybe by being successful in my writing career, I could, other veterans would look and say, hey, maybe I could do that too, or do something similar, or hey, I can write a book. So I, I did, and uh, I would also say to other people that there, there's great programs all around, Southwest, Bus <laughs> Southwest Veterans Business Resource Center, and um, the, the the Small Business Administration, the Institute for Military and Veteran Families. There's lots of programs. So for people wanting to start a business, talk to other people in the business. Talk to talk to Al, uh, talk to Dr. JC, talk to people who, who've done it and and learn some learn some lessons and uh, you know take that information. Maybe they'll pass their information on to you. Their lessons learned. So. Do, do, do you did you find it? Uh, now you got a good career behind you, so so the transition may have been a little different than say someone that has. Uh, no retirement, if you will. Uh, uh, capital is key. Information is capital. You know, what, what can you share with, with those that don't have what the, many of us here on the screen, what our retirement has? And that's, you know, we don't have to look for jobs. We don't got to start a job because we can live off our retirement. But the majority of veterans, as you know, aren't retirees. You know, right. how could you uh, express a thought that inspires them? And yesterday we had uh, Marilyn Jackson, E3 mm -hmm. Air Force. Wow. Okay. So she certainly had some great influence. So, so the whole idea here in honoring veterans is, is what can we impart them globally to take a path and taking what Jaime said, you know, from the start, it was like waiver after waiver. I mean, it's there. Mm -hmm. uh, when someone says no, you say, well, let's waiver that negative to, to positive. So, so if you both can kind of, you know, share that thought to inspire other veterans, mm -hmm. to honor those that are no longer here to carry the torch that, that we got skin in the game. Uh, mm -hmm. So, so tell us 
yeah, I'd say take advantage well, 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 of. Well, uh, one, one thing we need to do is uh, so we only got two minutes left in the show. So if we can, kind there of you go, Hank. Did you like that? Because I'll have to close yeah. it down. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I'd say that would be the answer to the last question. Same thing. Um, take take advantage of the many resources out there and talk to people. Just do something if you're thinking about starting a business. Start somewhere. Well, I think right, they got to right, reach right, out to us, Tracy, because something is there on the wall. We got to do it. Mm-hmm. It is, and I, I tell you, uh, Al and I and uh, Dr. Eric and a lot of us are going to be doing a lot of great things uh, coming up, in, especially the beginning of the year. And uh, we uh, ask you guys to uh, pay attention, tune in, and support if you can, because uh, our heart is in uh, making sure that uh, we provide the necessary services and skill sets, whatever it is, to help veterans uh, come along and also uh, uh, disseminate information that they might not uh, know about. I have 30 seconds or less. Can you explain that? Say that again, JC. That's a 30, 30 seconds or less. Can you sum up uh, uh, some of the things that we're looking at doing to make sure that uh, we instill in well, the It's going to be critical to the six honorees. Remember, we still have Vietnam combat veterans that, that feel dismissed. We want to make sure that's not the case. That's what this is about. You know, I, although I enlisted this day 48 years ago in 74, I did not wow. go to Vietnam and ended in 75. But, but you know, the wall behind me are my uncles and my brother on the top line. They all went to Vietnam and they paid the heavy price. But, but nonetheless, uh, to JC's point, 2023, between now and then, this is pre-deployment for us. We're going to tease this until the week's end because we got to do exactly what we haven't done. And that's the VA card. This true foundation of our great nation is veterans having 18 million VA cards in their hand and only 30% do. So, so we're going to build and, it up. We, we, we out of time, but the VA card is one of the main things. But I tell you what, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for being guests on the show today. You know, uh, Big Al, man, I look forward to doing all these great things with you. I'd like to thank uh, our listener audience for taking time uh, to uh, tune into the James Cooley Show. Remember, tomorrow we'll be back, same time, same place, with another veteran or two. It's your life. I'm Dr. James Cooley. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us for the James Cooley Show. It's your life. To learn more about Dr. James Cooley and how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been It's Your Life with Dr. James Cooley, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big in everything you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. 
Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.